Landslide became King of the Cowboys. How did you do that? I'm Richard. And I'm Gary. And these are our incredible stories. Howdy, folks. Welcome to all of our listeners from around the world and across the United States. We're mighty glad to have you here with us today for a rootin' tootin' story. And uh, you cowpokes, you can go ahead and settle yourselves down right over there. Find yourself a comfortable spot around the campfire. We're going to share some stories. And, uh, well, for you city folks, if uh, you're interested and you like what you hear, well, go ahead, hit that like and subscribe. And, well, you can join us each and every Friday evening for new and exciting stories right here on Richard and Gary's. Well, Pa, what you got for us today? Well, son, I got a story about the old Wild West. Oh, do tell, old timer. Well, maybe not the old Wild West. Maybe the television version and movie version of the Oh, I enjoy that one just as much. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is Valentine's week, Gary. So uh, I thought it was really appropriate that we profile the gentleman we're going to profile because, oh, he was America's favorite cowboy and uh he has a a personal story that's kind of uh, heartwarming and so i thought he would be uh, really appropriate to spotlight um this week on valentine's week i think that's a little bit of a loose tie-in there but we'll go with it okay (laughs) (laughs) Um, len sly was born in uh, november 5th 1911 uh and his name was leonard franklin sly his parents were Maddie and Andrew Sly, and he was born in Cincinnati, Ohio. How in the world does any of this connect with cowboys? That's a good question, although Ohio does have cowboys. Okay, but that's the Midwest, and you don't really associate Cincinnati, Ohio with any kind of Western action. Definitely um, not Cincinnati. Okay, so uh, let's, uh, let's talk about... Um, Let's talk about what he became. Uh, let's go ahead and, and give the spoiler alert here. Uh, we're going to tell our audience who this guy became. He, uh, oh, he, who is he? Who is he? He eventually became somebody called Roy Rogers. Oh, he's definitely America's cowboy. Yep. Uh, because today we know Roy Rogers as one of our most treasured singers and actors of the 20th century. Uh, and so the question we have today on our incredible stories is, how did a um, Midwestern boy named Len Sly become Roy Rogers, King of the Cowboys? I'm curious about it. Well, I would say I'm curious about that. I am curious about how he changed it, but a lot of people who become performers, professional performers, change their name. Like most people wouldn't know that Michael Keaton, his real name is actually Michael Douglas, but you can only have two, Mike, oh, only one Michael Douglas that's famous. So Michael Keaton has his... So he changed his last name to Keaton. Well, Roy Rogers, um, there was no uh, nobody taking his place at the time. He was the face and voice of the Wild West movies of Hollywood back in the 1930s. Now, his adventure began when his father, Andy, and his uncle, Will, decided they were going to leave Cincinnati and head west. Where did they go to? Well, they built a houseboat, and they sailed along <clears throat> the Ohio River to the small town of Portsmouth, Ohio. Really? Mm-hmm. That's fascinating. They didn't get too far west. Oh. Uh, shortly after they arrived in Portsmouth, the Ohio area was 
hit with <laughs> a natural disaster. This year we've been talking about a lot of natural disasters. Sure you know? seems like it. Uh, remember the great molasses flood we started oh, yeah. the year off? Well, that's, that's not really a natural disaster. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a man-made disaster. Well, this one was a natural one, and it's known in history as the Great Flood of 1913. <clears throat> and so although the effects and damages were done to the area, um, they were pretty destructive in general. Uh, guess what? Roy Rogers' family uh, were relatively unscathed. They yeah, they were in a houseboat in the water. <laughs> they were well suited for this situation. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so um, they were able to transport their houseboat to their newly purchased property to sail away. And so now we're in 1919. I guess uh, Leonard uh, or I.E. Roy Rogers and. <clears throat> I'm not going to refer to him as Leonard much anymore. Yes. Roy Rogers was about eight years old. Uh -huh. And so the family, his uh, dad uh, had wanderlust, and uh, he decided it was time to start thinking of relocating somewhere and, and living a more stable and steady life. So they purchased a farm and built a house about 12 miles north of Portsmouth. And living on the farm meant that uh, Roy Rogers would be surrounded by all sorts of interesting animals, right? Correct. Including horses. Oh, horses. One weekend, uh, Daddy Sly brought home a horse for the family, and Roy Rogers fell in love with that horse. And he quickly ma uh, mastered some of the basics of horseback riding. So his adventures with horses started when he was barely 10 years old. Mm. Now, wasn't his horse named Trigger? Yes, in the uh, television show. In the TV I'm show. I'm not sure about the movies, uh, but uh, this horse, I don't know what the, this horse's name was. Maybe Old Plug. Huh. But um, horseback riding wasn't the only form of entertainment that he picked up there. Guess what? Huh. Uh, the family didn't have a radio or any other form of entertainment, so they needed to keep themselves busy. And so when they'd get together on the weekends, they'd have some good old fun with their neighbors full of music and dancing. There you go. I imagine that was square dancing, wouldn't you, Gary? Oh, who knows? I mean, it could have been anything. Probably mm -hmm. square dancing. So during those fun weekends in the farm, uh, Roy Rogers sharpened his performing skills as a musician he played the mandolin, he'd sing, he'd yodel, and he could really step it up on the dance floor, especially when they were doing those square dances. Then it all came to an end because guess what daddy decided to do? He's going to pull up roots and uh, start moving. Pull up roots and up and move. So Roy Rogers uh, attended McDermott High School in Ohio, but ended up dropping out of high school after his sophomore year because he realized the family was in need of a little more income and he wanted to help out any way that he could. So at this time, his father was now working in a shoe factory. Oh. And so that was, by, at, uh, he worked nights for some reason. So um, Roy decided that he'd go ahead and attend night school. Mm-hmm. And I guess uh, work in the shoe factory in the daytime. Oh. Now, as you know, yeah. uh, when you're trying to work and go to school at the same time. Nightmare. Sometimes it can be a little too much, right? It can be. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so at this point, uh, Roy's older sister, Mary, she moved out west to California uh, with her husband. And um, Roy and his uh, father decided to drive out there and visit her. 
Now, since the two of them had quit their job at the factory, Roy found himself a job in California, and this was during the Great Depression, so, you know. Oh, everybody was looking for a job then. You betcha. Everybody. So he had to uh, work as, in the fields as a fruit picker. Really? Yeah. Yeah, during the Great Depression. Uh, kind of reminds me of Grapes of Wrath. You Leonard know. Sly, the man who would become Roy Rogers, King of the Cowboys, worked as a fruit picker during the Great Depression. But then, this guy who could yodel, who could sing, who could dance, who had a great personality, <clears throat> heard the call of the entertainment industry. Oh. And his sister Mary kind of encouraged him. Um, after hearing that a, a local radio show, it was called The Midnight Frolic, was holding a contest, Mary uh, said, hey, you know what, Len? You need to go out and audition for that. So while Roy Rogers was used to singing and dancing in front of his family and friends, <laughs> doing a broadcast show, oh my gosh, that was something totally different. And oh, he, it is. He was a bit of a shy teenager, so you know, that, that took some uh, real uh, courage to think about doing that. Yeah. But his ambition, you know, uh, he had high ambition. So he went and he auditioned, and boy, did he nail it. And... Uh, then a few days later, he was asked to join an actual country band, and they really? were called the Rocky Mountaineers. Rocky Mountaineers. Yeah. I love it. So at this point, Len Sly, soon to be Roy Rogers, was now on the trail to becoming the King of the Cowboys. So for the next couple of years, he'd bounce around. He joined different bands and music groups until 1934. And then he developed a lifelong relationship with a group called the Sons of the Pioneers. Now, the Sons of the Pioneers, they recorded over 30 songs at that point, and one of their original hits is one that I think is still known today. I mean, I'm quite familiar with it. Tumbling Tumbleweeds. Oh, yeah. That's actually in The Big Lebowski. That's one of the... Tumbling... How, how does that go? Tumble, tumble, Something like that. Well, anyways... Uh, <laughs> This is not a musical show, folks. No. During Go ahead, the, sing it again. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> During the uh, 1930s, um, <clears throat> Roy Rogers uh, dabbled in some acting. And that was because the Sons of the Pioneers were so successful uh, because the, uh, they were being offered uh, appearances in all sorts of movies. Now, everything that glitters is not always gold. And so... You know, this sounds like um, a fairy tale coming true, but at this point, um, Roy got married, and it was not a successful marriage. This was before he met Del Evans? Yes. Uh, so this was not a very happy period of his life. Um, but then uh, he did get uh, involved in a happy marriage after that and had three children, but again... Heartache would knock at his door, and his second wife died from complications of childbirth. Oh, no. So now Roy Rogers has burned through two wives, one of whom had died and had three children on his hands. Wow. Wow. That's and a lot. Really wasn't well established, you know, in the entertainment industry sure. to be able to afford that. But he was nevertheless getting a little bit of recognition and. Most of his uh, roles in those early years, as I mentioned, were when he was performing with the Sons of the Pioneers. But he did get a, a few uh, solo roles, too. And this is when he changed his name for the first time. Len Sly became 
not Roy Rogers, but his interim entertainment name was Dick Weston. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Dick that Weston. doesn't have a, as good of a ring as uh, Roy Rogers. Roy Rogers yeah. you know. So uh, he played in a couple movies where he was credited uh, as Dick Weston uh, in Wild Horse Rodeo and the Old Barn Dance. Um, then... Uh, in 1938, he landed uh, his first leading role, and that movie was called Under Western Stars, and he was credited not as Dick Weston at that point, but as Roy Rogers. And here's how that happened. The executives over at Republic Studios decided that they were going to replace their huge cowboy singing star named Gene Autry. If I recall correctly, uh, Gene was wanting uh, some salary increases and, mm. and the executives were having none of that. And so they figured they needed somebody cheapo. Yeah. And so <clears throat> what they did was uh, they found Len Sly, who had become Dick Weston, who could become their low-budget next western hero well there you go and so what they did they uh, decided he needed a name fit for a king and so the word roy means king in french really i didn't know that yeah and rogers uh that reminded people of will rogers who was a very respected uh, entertainer at the time mm -hmm. so here's roy the french word for king and Rogers, who reminded everybody of Will Rogers, he knew he was a Western storyteller, Gary. Um, and he had passed away right around that time. So Roy Rogers, king of the cowboys, galloped onto the big screen. How about that? Yeah. <clears throat> and so in 1944, two years before his uh, beloved second wife, her name was Grace Wilkins, before she passed away, uh, he landed a role in a film, Cowboy and the Senorita. And at this point, he rode Trigger, the smartest horse in the movies. Oh, yeah, smartest horse in the West. Yeah, and at this point, he was teamed up with somebody named Dale Evans, the Queen of the West. So guess what? You've got the King of the West yeah. and the Queen of the West. That's right. Um, in the smartest horse in the West, all in the same movie. 1944. Cowboy and the Senorita, a, a great movie to watch if you can. Absolutely. In 1947, Roy Rogers, Dale Evans came together again, and they were married. The king and queen were married. Oh. Mm -hmm. And then they starred in eight movies, Gary, and they also started their own show known as Happy Trails. Yep. And... Dale Evans uh, wasn't uh, just an actress uh, like Roy. She had many talents. She was uh, also a musician like Roy, and she actually wrote the theme song for Happy Trails. Happy trails to you. And to smiling me. on till then. Oh, Gary, we shouldn't be singing. <clears throat> no. This is this not, not a, a musical. This is not, not a musical program. This is not where we are. It's about stories. Not about our talent. And so, anyhow, through the, now we're in the 1950s, and this cowboy couple galloped and dashed through the film and television industry, and they had special guest appearances, and uh, but they also uh, adopted three daughters and one son. Yeah, quite a few kids. Yeah, I think if my accounting is correct, we're up to seven. Yeah. This was uh, Mimi, Dodie, Debbie, and Sandy at this point. 
Uh, and like, oh, they actually had nine children. Nine children. Holy cow. Looking this over now, nine children. Uh, and, uh, even though they had so many hardships thrown their way, the king and queen of the king of the cowboys and the queen of the West, they really did the best they could. Yeah. You know, she passed away in 2001. Yeah. And you know what? They had heartbreak. Uh, it wasn't like this was um, uh, the fairy tale ending <clears throat> to their story. Uh, they they had a daughter uh, by the name of Robin Robin Elizabeth, and yeah. uh, she was an adorable little baby. But unfortunately, she was diagnosed with both Down syndrome, and you're uh, familiar with Down syndrome. Yeah. And the mumps at the same time. So she was born Down syndrome, and then she developed the mumps? At the same time. When she was born? Yeah, uh, well, this was, uh, yeah, uh, when she was a baby, so uh, sometime probably within her first year, right? Oh, my gosh. And and so those health issues were too much for the little tyke, and... She passed away. Oh, okay. This was while she was a toddler. I oh, see she was now. a toddler. She got the mumps. <clears throat> I see now that she was two years old. Okay. Two years old. So it's amazing how much Roy Rogers uh, endured through his life. And Dale Evans shared some of that heartbreak too, of course. Of course. Uh, but he always had an inspiring, positive attitude about life. Uh, you know, when he started out in 1938, he was barely making $500 a month. And, of course, he became immensely wealthy with his Roy Rogers fame. He had a bright smile, a sense of humor, loved to yodel, loved to sing. Um, He had kind-hearted ways. He proved to be an incredible entertainer, um, an inspiration, and a very likable person. And this is why we treasure him today even today, you know, as a star and king of the American Western. Yeah, he truly is an icon. He's part of pop culture. Yeah. So he uh, definitely had a life of adventures, and it was full of love and loss and passion and honor. They stayed happily in love together until death did them part. By the way, they both died of the same thing, congestive heart failure. Really? Yeah. Roy was in 1998. He was 86 years old. And as you mentioned, Dale Evans uh, passed away in 2001. And how old was she? I don't have her date. Let me see. I I have her up right here. But uh, their legacy in Hollywood uh, lives on to this day. And uh, you can still see the Roy Rogers television shows on some of our TV channels, our cable TV channels. You can still see some of his old movies on some of our cable channels tv channels you can get dvds of them Mm -hmm. um they haven't just passed into oblivion they're still uh, very much a part of the entertain old classic entertainment scene Uh, she was 88 88 he was 86 she was 88 they did live long fulfilled lives of course they did again i have to i have to point out they they suffered immense tragedy along the way but they were able to overcome those tragedies and continue on absolutely yeah. and their legacy will continue to go on and so that's why i thought this is a wonderful inspirational story for valentine's week yeah well we can tie in their uh their their um 
love story. There you go. Yeah. All right. So until next time. I'm Richard. And I'm Gary. And this was an incredible story. <laughs>